welcome to Vermega Talks. My name is Abby, and I write things. I'm Brayden, and I own the place. I'm Brayden and I own the place. I'm Sarah and I make websites. I'm Anna and I do all the things. We're so excited that this is our first episode of our new podcast where we hope to create a platform to speak directly to and about the people and the businesses that make up from Georgia. For this, our first episode, we are going to be talking a bit about what it means to each of us to work in a small business in Rome and kind of about the story of Omega, how it came to be, why it's in Rome, all the fun facts you might want to know. Or don't want to know. We'll cover it all. All of it. Please keep listening. Braden, your viewpoint is probably a good one to start with since you are the owner of this wonderful business that we know and love. For Mega Digital. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess kind of to start out, why did you decide to establish Remega Digital in Rome? That's such a loaded question because there's a few different reasons for it. I, maybe primarily, um, if we look at the history of the company, I bought the a business that was established in Rome already. And before that, I was doing this uh, as a freelancer. Um, for businesses across the country. And so my footprint wasn't in Rome. I was living in Rome, you know, my family's in Rome, um, but didn't really have a lot of relationships with the businesses here. And uh, my method for operating with people and in my environment is I really wanna be connected to people's mission and what what they're doing. Um, So pair that with the success that I had as a freelancer, Um, I was moonlighting doing all this, right? So it wasn't a full-time gig for me. It ended up being that the business, the freelance, the moonlighting was doing so well. I I doubled year over year for three years. And to do that again was looking like an interesting uh, proposition. I like the idea of it. It would become a full-time gig. And what's the best way for me to um, double again to get to that level to... Um, get to the number that I needed to be able to come on full time um, looked like either going after a new market or acquiring into a market. And so the uh, opportunity for acquisition came up uh, in my own town and I took it. It just started making sense. Um, I saw an opportunity of a business that was struggling and could see uh, the, the potential to turn it around and kind of implement some of the um, skill sets and leadership that I've had from uh, developed uh, in previous positions. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's where the business in Rome came from. It came from my, my family being here, an opportunity, needing to come in to do it more full time or to give up moonlighting altogether, give up the freelance job altogether. Um, it just became a choice at that point. And so I decided to just fall into it, fall forward and see if, uh, if it was something that my family and I could do here in Rome. So did you grow up here? I was here until, um, I guess, middle school years. I don't know. I I have a really hard time judging ages. I always do it by 
years in school. So that would have been the end of my fifth grade year. I was here. And then my family moved to Charlotte. Um, but that's where my family is now. I still have a lot of family over in the Charlotte area. So, um, yeah, we, we moved up there. Um, my dad, being a minister, he was pulled up there for um, a ministry opportun- opportunity. And um, I thrived in Charlotte. It was a great place to grow up for me. I learned um, a lot. Um, had a lot of relationships and friendships that I uh, are some of the closest that I have to this day. Um, so it was a really good time and experience. Um, and then I stayed in contact with my now wife <laughs> during that whole, uh, time up there. She comes from a large family. So her older brother and I were close friends. Her dad was my basketball coach when I was living in Rome. Um, and so our families knew each other and we were connected through all that. And we stayed friends over Facebook over the years. And as we both grew up. She started getting attractive and apparently not <laughs> she was paying me attention. Um, so, yeah, I, I reached out to her and tried to date her for three years, each summer for three years ongoing. And she kept rejecting my advances until finally the third year. She's like, yeah, let's let's hang out and see what happens. I think this should be a relationship podcast. I'm changing it. Okay. Uh, welcome to the game of love. <laughs> So really, we have Adeline to thank that Romega is in Rome, Georgia. I would absolutely imagine that I wouldn't be here in Rome without Adeline. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would probably still be up in Charlotte. It's hard to leave your friend group, you know? I was so well-connected there, but um, yeah. Fate allowed the opportunity for me to be in Rome and start this business, and now we all have jobs and careers, and are doing great things for the city. So it's really exciting. Well, what were, what were your first steps after acquiring the company that was established in Rome? It's a lot about just getting the right processes in place, you know, um, just noticing areas to improve, um, both in maybe expenses that have gone on for too long that aren't necessary for the business, both in um, services that customers are dying for, but no one's noticed, you know? Um, Also in just noticing our own skill sets and rounding those out, whether it be by supplementing it with additional talent to add to the team, like yourself, you know, we didn't have a content creator before you came on board. Um, A design team, you know, being able to bring designers with a different perspective, a different skill set, and a a different talent and looking at our own development team even and noticing we have the ability to tap into new programming opportunities, new business, new markets, and not just focus on maybe websites or blogs or, you know, Facebook, social media kind of stuff. Um, Just being able to branch into that. And one of the big focuses when I bought the business and the opportunities that I saw was the, the model I've always hated for web shops you know it's customer comes in they want a website we do the website launch disappear and customers are left hanging with this pretty large investment that they've made and no real skill set on capitalizing on everything that they've invested in Um, it's not just a website website's not what grows your business it's everything you do with the website it's you know driving traffic to it um, converting people that are on it and uh Customers need to focus on building the business in ways that 
you know, they feel most comfortable doing. I, I am not uh, an accountant by trade. I hire someone to focus on that part of my business. Um, it's not that I don't understand it, and it's not that our customers don't understand the web. Um, it's that their time could be better utilized and more valuable for their company if they focus on their strengths and put their talents there and trust us to help utilize the technologies for them. So, Braden, why did you choose Realm over another market? Well, I had the opportunity of maybe looking at Charlotte as an opportunity for me to branch the new company into. Maybe it wasn't an acquisition here in Rome. Maybe it ended up being looking at a new market and Adlin and I weren't completely plugged into Rome. So maybe it's a good time to look at where do we want to spend our lives? Um, so Charlotte was on the radar for that. Atlanta is always uh, a hotbed for business. Uh, so it seems, you know, a lot of companies want to go into bigger markets. Um, I just saw a hunger in Rome. Um, I saw a lot of noise in the other areas. You know, to, to show up in Rome with the service, what I love about Rome is if you have a business that does a good job, it's not hard to stand out. Um, and we have a tremendous skill set that um, I guess my whole, my, whole, my whole point is that there used to be a phrase that I really hated that it's good enough for Rome, you know? Mm-hmm. I never really liked that. No. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that was fair. Um, and so I wanted to get rid of that stigma and just say, let's, let, let's just do good work. And a lot of our business is outside of Rome, but it funds what allows us to do such a good job for Rome. Um, so we're able to better our own community. We're not white noise because there's 20 other competitors in this market doing the same thing. Um, so th- that was one of the reasons for Rome rather than something like Charlotte or Atlanta. Yeah, I think the simplest testament to that is just the name. Mm. I mean, is that just you thinking, Rome will like us if we call ourselves Romania? <laughs> or, like, where did that come from, do you think? And that was just uh, Providence. I don't know. Um, I'd have to look back in my journals to see if I can find a particular instance where that struck me. But I remember falling on that name and thinking, how has no one ran with Romega in this town? Uh, it just seemed like low-hanging fruit for me. So I've got a couple of different like LLCs that hold different assets in my life that all are starting with the name Omega, starting with you know Omega Digital here. Um, so I don't know. It just seemed like low-hanging fruit. And I got really positive feedback because you know the the people from Rome understand the name and they're like, oh, Romega, Rome, Georgia, that's our town. You know? A lot of them pronounce it Rome, Georgia Digital, though. They do. I've seen that people out of town just seem to know to pronounce it yeah. Romega, but people here in town are like, well, this is Rome, Rome Georgia Digital, which is fine, but it's just an interesting, yeah. like, because they know mm-hmm. what those letters spell. So that's, that is one of the uh, big reasons for it, too, is if people are looking for Rome, Georgia, digital services. Absolutely. It's in the name. We're going to be at the top of the list just naturally. I mean, yeah. so it's kind of a marketing thing, but it also we do a lot of work um, for folks in the Northeast uh, America and, uh, you know, West Coast, California, that, that kind of thing. And um, it's a word that they can pronounce and retain and ha- were able to uh, pronounce back to me later. Like they, it, it captured their memory. So um, I thought, you know, if, uh, I tried it on a few different people and people both in town, out of town, everyone really was able to pick up on it for different reasons. Um, it'd be a good name to, to keep. 
Well, out of the four of us here, uh, you and Sarah kind of kind of started what we know now as yeah. Remega Digital. You worked for the previous company. I did. And so you kind of saw Braden come in and take the reins. What did that look like to you? Well, it was, in a way, in some ways it was a little scary because it was such a difference um, over what was there before. But I think it has, you know, definitely been completely positive. Uh, it's been really nice being able to work in in some of these new avenues that Braden did identify as places that the market was, you know, really looking for services. Um, and one of the things that I have especially enjoyed working with Romega that wasn't as much of an emphasis, you know, with the with the company that he acquired was we've done a lot of work for nonprofits. And it's been really neat to get to know some more of the nonprofits in Rome and uh, as well as nonprofits from all over the country. But that's something that I think Braden puts a high priority on serving the local community. And so it's been really nice to be able to help uh, some of the nonprofits, you know, raise money um, because their website does a better job of taking donations online, for example. So that's been something that I've really appreciated in the transition um, to becoming Romega Digital. What was it like kind of reestablishing this company you'd already worked for? Was it basically starting from scratch for you or was it, you know, it really wasn't uh, because so many of the customers that came along uh, with the acquisition were people that I was their primary point of contact at, you know, anyway, kind of through their whole relationship with us. You know, I was the person they called if they needed something. And so that did help, I think, make things a little bit smoother because there was still a familiar name and a familiar face, even though, even though the name of the company was different, they were like, okay, well, we'll just call Sarah at Romega instead of Sarah. So that I think helped. And I think it did, uh, for me, it made the transition a little bit smoother because for the most part, um, I was working with a lot of people who I already knew and projects I was already familiar with. Well, at this point, it's you and Sarah. Hmm. And you talked already about kind of bringing on different talents and skill sets to round out what you want Romega Digital to be. What were you thinking at this point? with two developers on team. Yeah. I, well, I feel like this is where she's asking you to like list all the wonderful things that she does for Omega that we're yeah, missing. Yeah, right, <laughs> this right. Is, this is what her question really means. She says, tell me all the things yeah. I love to hear. So, so next, you brought me on board. So, so, so what were you thinking there? Yeah, what was I thinking? That's a great <laughs> question. Let me, let me rephrase this. How boring was the office before How you How lame I, I have it. to say, we did not talk as much Really, we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> we, Brayden and I, are very task oriented. Yes, we are. And we would just sit in the room together with our headphones in and work. Yeah. So you have definitely Wait. changed that vibe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and How? Is, should we just end the podcast there? <laughs> well, that, that transition, um, I felt like went really well because uh, we were intentional in the acquisition process to do a project together yeah do you remember that well was it the it was a, a plug-in for a wordpress yeah, site yeah, that's right yeah, yeah yeah so we we worked on some processes together and i worked in the office um kind of as a freelancer but also going at it as a fly on the wall to kind of see how things um operated and so i think that gave us an opportunity to kind of appreciate each other's skill set yeah. 
Um, you're very task oriented. You're on top of things. Project management is a strength for you. Um, you pair that with your skill sets for um, the development side of things. Um, <laughs> I'm getting a lot of thumbs up here in the room. Um, <laughs> just for me. Just for me. Um, I'm sorry. I keep talking about how awesome I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I mean, there, there was a little bit of. Uh, a, a problem in the transition as well. It wasn't all roses, and that's because uh, we couldn't afford to bring you on board, right? And so we had to go through the acquisition process with no talent but myself and bring you in as a contractor for some time. And we did that for a couple months and got the company on the right track very quickly. Um, I was in a position where I didn't have to take a salary at that point. So, you know, we were able to then afford to bring Sarah on full time. And, um, yeah, so it, it grew from there. We, we, once we were able to get Sarah in full time, I was on it full time. Uh, all that effort and task oriented, uh, workload that we were able to accomplish. We got a lot done in short order. We did. Um, and there, there were all, there was a lot coming in. We were kind of riding a wave of just people thinking about us because of the news coverage that we got being in the paper and all that. And um, we we're picking up on some social media and transitioning things. And uh, all my contacts were like figuring out what I was doing now and started calling me. And so we just had a lot going on. Um, and as we le- leaned into that more, the the services that we noticed uh, people needed that we didn't have um, was the ongoing marketing services. So we were still kind of operating as a shop that would show up, do the work and leave it up to them to, you know, be successful with. Um, and we recognized the need to do marketing services and bring someone on that can write words really well and not just to I mean, Sarah's got a background in editing, like can write all day long. Um, I just don't want to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Abby does. She yeah. went to school for communications. And <sighs> let's just talk about the interview process for that. Because I, I worked really hard to get several leads from several different places of talent in this area. And hiring in Rome is not the easiest thing to do for skilled laborers. That's not easy. Um, and so I post on all the job boards. I had to filter through so much junk um, to find this diamond in the rough <laughs> that is Abby. And I think this might be a good time to transition to asking you how you found the job posting and the opportunity. I went to Barry, a local college, and um, as many graduates or almost graduates were, I was feverishly looking for a job and, you know, my boyfriend who is now husband, he lived in Rome and we both kind of were expecting to stick around here for a little bit longer, depending on, you know, how my job search went. So I ended up picking up a job uh, and it wasn't the right fit. So after a couple of days, um, I knew I had to find another opportunity. Then the aforementioned now husband sent me a job posting and said, this company looks really cool. I would want to work here, but I don't want to write. So this looks like it could be a good fit for you. And the job position, I believe, was like a creative writer or a bit bit more creatively 
framed um, and it had those marketing qualities that I wasn't as well versed in. Uh, My background in school was primarily journalism and general communications, but marketing is kind of you don't go to journalism and get into a journalism job. Hmm. That's just not the way it is now. So I kind of knew that there'd be some wiggle room. Um, I came in already having gotten and then left a job. So in my head, it was kind of like, I have nothing to lose here. When in reality, I definitely did. And I think I had a unfounded sense of confidence came across in a way that I didn't love. We talked about this afterwards and you told me that it was scary how uh, confident I was. And that is not a way that I would normally describe myself (laughs) at all. Um, But I'm glad it clicked because I kind of knew immediately walking in that like I got along with you guys almost immediately Mm -hmm. and it's in my experience that if you get along with the people well, yeah. then the job will lead to good things. So I had a good feeling about it. And um, what you guys were just talking about, kind of bringing Sarah on later into the game, that's something I wasn't aware of and really wasn't aware of until kind of right now. Hmm. Um, so I came on part time and, you know, was really, really working for that full time job. Mm-hmm. And in the back of my head, I thought I'll give it, you know six months and if i'm not full-time then i'll start looking but the longer i stayed here and the more i started exercising these skills and uh the more i started working with these clients that you guys have brought on in new contexts that brayden had made later i started realizing how good of a fit this was and how special this kind of work environment was i've had a few jobs in my time Um, my first was a job at a call center which is it's not a great first look into a potential career. So I didn't have the highest expectations, but Romania kind of blew past those. In the past year uh, plus that I've been here, um, not only has the company just kind of exploded, but this unfound sense of confidence that I kind of walked in with has kind of got like, I've kind of been able to ground it a little bit and I do feel a bit more confident in my skills and who I am as a person. And I was, I attribute that a lot to this company, Hmm. which I would not expect coming into a little business in Rome, Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very cool transition. Good enough for Rome. You know, that's like people don't expect that. Yeah, exactly. And this doesn't, this doesn't feel like a company. It never felt like a company that looked down on its location. Hmm. I like that. I think that was interesting too, how we how we hired for that position, um, leading with a content writer. And that was very intentional. Mm-hmm. I wanted someone really strong with words because a lot of the marketing component of it is structuring words in the correct way. A lot of the things that we needed to do in the next year, you know, looking at it over a year ago when you came on board, um, was getting the story of our customers together, which is words. Um, and so we were very intentional with that. And uh, my thought was, I can teach the marketing side of it. I can, I can teach the, because that's just buttons to click. I mean, that's, 
that's just going into the right programs and clicking the right buttons and setting up the right relationships. I mean, that, yeah, there's not much to that other than just putting the right it. words that impact people that are looking for our customers that click through that then make a buying decision. Um, all of that comes back to having the right words in the right place. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great strength of yours. So Thanks. no regrets there. Thanks. <laughs> The interview process with you was a lot of fun, too. I'm glad. I'm She's glad a delight. One. I <laughs> am a general I, I picked up on our first interview how um, she just, like, she had a fun personality where she wouldn't mind messing with people. And so then I decided to mess with her a little bit. And you, we did an interview mm-hmm. that was every, like, categorically... <laughs> what they teach you in school to ask in an interview. Yeah. Oh, like, what is your greatest weakness? Mm-hmm. Yep. It was near the end of the interview. You were like, this is so much fun. I'm asking all these questions that I would have hated yep. if I was interviewing for this job. And I was like, well, I'm so glad because I'm not enjoying how them. Did you, how did you answer them? Did you take it like he was being serious? I well, was here's dead a, serious here's, in my delivery. <laughs> it was serious, but here's the thing. I had just come out of essentially one of our final classes at Barry was um, a senior seminar, which the professor treated as like a post-grad boot camp. So we went through fake interviews and we went through elevator pitches and we were trained on answering these questions. So I was like primed for this. I was just coming in hot. Again, this unfounded confidence really found its way in. So. Well, I I think in those interview questions, even though I was kind of halfway joking when I delivered them, Mm -hmm. um, it reveals a lot about a person. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I mean, what you really want to see and future interviewers are for Omega Digital. I hope you're listening closely. I, I just want to see like someone be real. Mm-hmm. And I don't care. I, I can't tell you a single answer that you gave me through that process. I remember one of my answers. Okay, hit me. You asked me, what are the three <laughs> on my first day? What are the first three things I would do? I don't remember two of them, but I said one of them was to find the coffee machine. What's a coffee machine? <laughs> it's a coffee maker. <laughs> I thought about it. You were going full formal. I thought about it for like a couple hours after the interview. <laughs> and apparently a year and a half later almost, I it's still, still it's on the, top of your it's mind. It's the one, it's the one thing that sticks. I can't remember. I know there were, I know I had some good answers because I have rehearsed them <laughs> and I worked so hard in class and <laughs> that's the only thing, coffee machine. Why did I do that? Yeah. I'm supposed to be the worst person. <laughs> and I thought, man, she came up with a new name for coffee maker. This I is the person for us. Trying to sound really, really like uppity and like just changing. Where's your, where's your coffee machine? <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't. It Coming wasn't with a British even, accent or something. The coffee machine. Okay, I'm glad we got that on recording. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> that was just the inflection. Yeah. Not even <laughs> accent. Um, yeah, it was the most interviewee interview. Yeah, and then I ended the interview saying, I'm just kidding, the job is yours. And I was like, are you kidding? I don't think I actually said that. In my head, I was like, okay. (laughs) I don't blame you with that confidence that you had. I don't don't blame you. (laughs) Um, Can we just take a moment and talk about the person that helps me keep my head on straight? I would love to talk about that person. So yeah, we've all kind of talked about our perspectives coming into our digital and how we've seen it grow since then. 
I think you have a really interesting perspective on Romega as it was at the very beginning. Yeah, so I had the unique point of view that I saw Brayden. I was a part of the company before Brayden bought it, along with a couple others, and then watched Brayden go from working by himself and just contracting Sarah and seeing her do work for two different companies at that time, and then to see her move fully on with Brayden and watch him grow the company from that point on. It was really interesting being a part of the previous company to see kind of the parts where it needed just a little bit more work and to see Brayden step up and really make that his full focus, and which is really what the company needed. It needed someone to just spend their time looking at it, growing it, and having it be their main focus to be able to become more successful. But Anna, you haven't been with us the whole time since Brayden acquired the company. You've actually only been with Romega for a couple months now. Yeah, that's correct. So I stayed with the previous person who owned the company that Brayden bought it from for a while. And then I transitioned into doing weddings full time. So I'm actually a wedding planner and completely up your alley. It's unbelievable how big of a fit that is for you. Yeah. I really enjoy doing a lot of things. I call myself a jack of all trades because I'm pretty much good in every area. And so I like to be able to get to play a little bit in every area. I get bored really easily if I'm stuck doing one thing for too long. So I actually wedding plan full time, but it's our off season right now. And so Brayden was an absolute saint and offered me a position for from like December until March, just a little seasonal position to help out around the place, doing pretty much everything he can think of because he needs a lot of help. Oh my goodness. There's no sainthood required for that. I've seen Anna work. It was a no-brainer. I've been trying to talk her into coming to work for us for a while. That is true. He actually talked to me before I hired you. <laughs> oh. Oh. Shade. Oh. We just talked about how wonderful I was for so long. And then I feel betrayed. Uh, but we can look at the positive and we worked it out to get both of you guys. And I will say, Abby, I absolutely could never do what you do. He was like, I can teach you how to market, it's fine, but that is obviously not what he needed. He needed someone who can be a wordsmith, and that is not I. So well that that was a beautiful sentence you just grammatically correct and everything. It was very impactful. I try. <laughs> I think it's just really great how Braden has stepped up and how much he cares about others that he would even take me on just for a couple months to make sure that. I could succeed and keep doing what I want to do and, you know, obviously help him a little bit, but I think that's a testimony to how he is as a business owner and how he is with his customers. He's really willing to go the extra mile to make sure people succeed and that their businesses are doing the absolute best they can. Really working hard for that raise, aren't you? Mm -hmm. That's real nice. I love money. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's kind of the beautiful end point to this conversation. Again, we're super, super excited about this podcast and this platform. Um, As I hope you can tell, we're really, really excited to contribute a little bit more kind of day by day to the community of Rome. We hope this is a really good way to do that. Um, In the future, we hope to bring on some guests, talk about some current events in Rome. If you have any suggestions for those, feel free to get in touch. Where can we tell them to get in touch with us, Brady? Romegatalks.com slash one for episode one would be a good start. 
Um, we're hoping to put all the podcast notes there, as well as any resources that appear in the podcast. Uh, we'll drop them right there. And I'll also add that even though this is current events or um, businesses in Rome, I think the, the idea is that it's applicable even outside of Rome. Anywhere could apply the same principles of where we're seeing trends, you know, um, how to rebrand, how to uh, go through a website process, how to run a business. Those are universal concepts that will uh, apply to, to any business and business owner. Cool. Well, we're excited. We hope you guys join us on this journey. This has been Romega Talks. My name is Abby. I'm Brady. Sarah. And Anna. And we'll talk to you guys next time.